This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we revisit sci-fi, fantasy, and just plain weird shows. This week, Inhumans, episodes five and six. Father, you don't understand. You weren't there as ever looked at me in pity. If I had gotten an ability, anything but being human, I could have been king. None of this would have happened. Now I've lost my brother, my cousin, all for the greater good of Adelaide. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast about dictatorial monarchs getting their groove back. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? Is that what the show's about? I think so. All I could think of when watching these was, I can't believe this is the fifth and sixth episode, or the fifth and sixth part of the pilot. <laughs> I think the pilot kind of finally comes to a conclusion it's almost there we're almost done the we're, i think we're almost done the pilot um well jordan this week we're joined by our returning guest uh steve welcome back steve thanks guys uh i'd like to say that i'm happy to be here but i had to watch two and one third episodes of the inhumans two and you, you got through a little extra i tried the pilot and i think 20 minutes in i turned you it off against I, it yes i believe the kids call it rage quitting so uh, is that what they call it? They call it rage quitting. Now that is a video game term, but I think it applies to. But yeah, about the fifteen inhumans. years ago, that's what the kids call. It. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, I wanted you to come on specifically for a reason. You're a kind of going to be our uh, MCU expert, our Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like of all the people I know, you probably have the best knowledge of it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I a mean, Marvel fanboy. You've sure. you've been fist fighting with Scorsese over this whole thing. I no, I haven't taken to the streets or anything like that. Uh, despite what people might tell you, I'm aware of his comments, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got my I got my feelings. I'm a big actually. I'm a big fan of the directors of the most recent tentpole Marvel, the Russo the, the boys. Russo brothers. Uh, I call them the boys. The boys. And first what, name. what about what about the guys who made this thing? I I hope they all die. I really I'm I look them up and uh, well let's talk quickly yeah. uh, before we get into something. Let's talk about the the showrunner of this because I've also looked into him a bit. Okay. Um, what is his name here? Scott Buck. Scott Buck. All right. Scott Buck. Now he's created one other show other than um, Inhumans, mm-hmm. and it was Marvel's Iron Fist. Oh, That's the right. worst of the of the, Netflix the Netflix version films. Yeah, yes, yes. That was kind of his prelude to this, I believe. Right. Uh, but or he's postlude. A, but oh, he's yeah, a, he's a writer on some good shows. Yeah, he did. Say, I mean, some bad shows too. Yeah, Dexter. Dexter is yeah. Whatever your feelings on that. Six Feet Under, he wrote for. Oh wow. Okay. But most importantly, five episodes of Coach. Yes, I wow. wrote. I wrote down in my notes here. Uh, got started on Coach. Jordan will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who likes Coach? Uh, it just, or liked Coach? I'm if, saying it like it's still in the air. It falls into I think the, your niche of things you like. Yeah, I liked Coach. Beyond was it on years. before anyone was born? Jordan loves it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because we know, or I know anyway. I don't I shouldn't speak for everyone that the like Marvel Cinematic Universe is run on the movie side, right? By Kevin uh, Figgy, Fish, Fish. Like Kevin, beige, but Kevin with an F. Feig. I think it's Feig, but it's Feig. we've sure. got three options here. Right. Yeah. Now, and I only know this because I think you mentioned to me once before. Right. 
he wasn't running the TV side. No. Tell me about that. You knew more about him than I did. Yeah, so I I kind of know about Ike Perlmutter. So Ike Perlmutter was the head of the TV. No, you're shaking your head like I'm wrong. Is no, I, I, I'm shaking your head because I think he's a terrible Oh, okay. All right, all right. Oh, I don't know anything about him. He's so. awful. Yeah. Okay, so you both know about this then. Yeah, Ike Perlmutter is, it is known about this gentleman. He You, you can't track him down on the internet. Uh, there's, I think Jordan told me there's only two pictures of him in in existence i think that might be mutt lang was that mutt lang <laughs> that's another that's another podcast but he married shania twain i mean yeah but then she done that's a whole other let's not even get down the we're really getting right off track here no ike perlmutter had a real love of the inhumans this was his baby that's why the inhumans was originally announced as a film they were going to bring the Inhumans to the the silver screen. Oh, it was going to join the cinematic universe. It was going to join the. It was the only Marvel movie that's ever been announced and then canceled, or disappeared without being made into a film. Oh, interesting. And I think it was in the first or second round of announcements. One of the phases. One of the phases as they were starting to have those big like D twenty three and Hall H announcements where they put out you know the next 30 years of films the inhumans was slated at one point oh interesting and it really was ike perlmutter's baby and they started to segregate the film and television divisions okay so you got those uh netflix series which were very much ike's world oh interesting and, and then it, they had the abc series too because there was agents of shield and peggy hill uh, peggy, peggy hill. carter <laughs> yeah remember that show peggy hill <laughs> it was the spinoff of uh <laughs> King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, apparently, by all accounts, that was a good show. I will. I won't lie. I did watch Peggy Hill, and it was all right. Okay. Carter. Peggy Carter. Um. But yeah, this. I think this is Ike's baby, and he is since. I don't know if he's been fired or pushed away, or. I don't think so. They just kind of put him in a closet where he just. Yeah. He's he's not allowed to see sunlight. So. <laughs> that is one of the photos of him. That's why. Mm-hmm. But Kevin has definitely been moved to the forefront of both, and now with Disney Plus coming out, is Ike back? I know Ike's gone. Feige is he's taken over. All right. So they're going to be much more intertwined. It won't be the two worlds anymore. I did read that this was originally intended to be a movie, and at some point, if they just went, nah, we'll put it on the TV. Yeah. I guess I mean if he was the one who sort of spearheading it, and he ended up becoming the TV guy, I guess it makes sense it would have traveled with him. Mm-hmm. But this brings up a thing I want to know about then related to Inhumans. How does Inhumans fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, it doesn't. I don't even know. It, I think it barely fits in even to the Marvel comic book universe. You know, this is a Jack Kirby thing. And Jack Kirby was all about, you know, intergalactic, giant personality, super powered guys. Like, this doesn't fit in the realm of your Iron Man. You know, even with what they've done with Thor and whatnot in the movies, I don't see goofballs living on the moon running around hawaii really but working in i mean this is more a fantastic four silver surfer all of those other yeah. tv shows are theoretically within that larger universe aren't they is this the only one they made that didn't like the third one they didn't tie it in it doesn't play no i don't think it because again it's a it is abc yeah it is yeah. abc mm-hmm. so maybe it would have tied loosely to i think they would have liked but... it too it's just it became i think whether intended or not a sort of beast upon itself like this is just something like it doesn't seem like it would fit with anything but i'm sure if it was successful they'd jam it in somehow maybe maybe in the final two episodes will uh captain america will drop by what this would have been if marvel didn't buy out fox this would have been marvel's x-men because oh interesting the the x-men were at fox you know they marvel can't use marvel slash disney at this point can't use mutants 
but you've got these inhumans that have these powers. And because you've got this Terrigen Mist business, you can give anybody powers anywhere over the world, right? You, you got your Cyclops. Instead of Cyclops, you got your... Mortis. 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 Instead of uh, Wolverine, you got Hair Girl. Medusa. Yeah, Medusa. yeah. Medusa. Instead of, I don't know, who, who do you got? You got Jean Grey. You've got Guy with Hooves. They're all the yeah. same. It's all the same. Gorgon. Yeah, it's all the same. Gorgon. Gorgon. Yeah. <laughs> Two of those you named. No, we can't. Well, no spoilers, but... Okay, well, let's get into it then. Um, is there anything else we need to do before we uh, start the episode? I'm going to bash this for the next however long we're speaking. So I just want to say there are some interesting characters here in the comic books. Um, Black Bolt especially is really interesting. In a silent medium, having a silent character doesn't speak is totally fine. doesn't work so well on television. No, it doesn't. We'll get into that for oh, sure. And I'll mention one real quick thing. From what I've read, Lockjaw... Is was not a human that became a dog. No, I'm pretty sure that's true. No, Lockjaw is was always a dog. Dog, yeah. And the only the only argument is that his level of sentience. Different writers have given him either he really knows what's happening or other treat him just like a dog. But he's ne- was never a human that went. Yeah. From everything I've seen, he's a human. <laughs> he's a human. <laughs> well, you make an interesting point. I think he's part of the Animal Avengers, but I'm not 100 percent sure. He's he's a great character. They there's an Animal Avenger. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Frog Thor. Um, <laughs> Lockjaw. There's that. I know there's that pig Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. But he Spider Ham. Spider Ham. Sure. As many people know now, Spider Ham was a. Is he a spider that was bit by a radioactive pig? I can't remember. I just remember the the image of him as a kid. Hey, wait, he's been around since you were a kid. Oh yeah, Spider Ham. Oh yeah, yeah. Peter Porker. <laughs> spectacular Spider Ham. It's, it's just nailing it out of the park with each one. Huh? This is all news to me. No. All right, let's do it. Here's the IMDb summary for episode five. Something inhuman this way comes. On the run from Oran and her inhuman army, Black Bolt and Medusa work with Louise to find their family. Maximus changes the game completely. That was courtesy of Ethan Lowe. Oh, Ethan. Thanks for checking in, Ethan. Don't you like how Maximus changed the game completely? I, I don't think he did. But <laughs> I, I appreciate that Ethan watched the show and took the time to write a little synopsis. Mm-hmm. All right. So... In previous episodes, just for you, Steve. Okay. I've tried to follow individual characters through the arc of the episode, just because otherwise we'd be jumping all over the place. Right. So just bear with me as okay. we sort of work from character to character. Sounds good. These will start finally tying together. Mm-hmm. So we won't have to do it too much, but uh, there will be a little bit of jumping from along a single character's path. Right. So much like the episode itself, this will be confusing. Uh, not to our listeners, thank you. Okay, God. good. All right. So to you, the the viewer who has already watched it, you'll probably be like, wait, where are we? Yeah. Who is this? Can we just say before we start, because it, it predates any of the actual episode, the episode titles are the worst titles in history. <laughs> they are bad titles and often don't make much sense yeah. to what's happening in the yeah. episode. So, At first, I thought they were going to be uh, character-centric episodes. Right. Of a couple of the titles, but they're not. No. There's like, enter Medusa. Like, oh, I guess this is a Medusa episode. Nope. Here she comes, though. (laughs) Something inhuman this way comes. Is like, what are you even referencing? I mean, why? They just, someone on the staff was like, I really like that movie and that book by, uh, what, Bradbury? Yeah, it's Bradbury, I think. And then they're just like, let's just name this episode that for no reason. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start off this week with Gorgon. Last time we saw him, he was searching the jungle for Karnak. Finally, he finds the bloody trail and starts following it uh, from the cliff where Karnak fell. This leads to a series of flashbacks where they retcon his relationship with Karnak. All the stuff that happens between him and Karnak in these two episodes 
not been established. In fact, I would say it wasn't the plan. I feel like at the last second, they're like, uh-oh, we need to give these characters a relationship. And w- what do you think? It's a, a like one-upsmanship sort of thing? No, I don't, I don't think it's that. It's like they're cousins. Karnak thinks Gorgon's a moron. Gorgon is a moron. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, what we see in these flashbacks is that apparently at some point in the recent past, in the last two weeks, Gorgon decided Gorgon decided he'd walk past the spot of the moon landing and take the American flag and put it on the wall of his room. Okay, so we're talking about the one bright spot of this episode right <laughs> away. That was that was the only entertaining piece because the fl- they they breathe oxygen, right? So the flag it is, is just unclear. rock solid when he breathes it. Is it is unclear. Well, they're in some sort of dome. But Gorgon has left the dome and just wandered around before. Okay, all right. We've never yeah. seen how he does it. Right. Maybe he puts on a space helmet, but I don't think he yeah, does. Yeah, we know he doesn't hoof. wear a suit though, because you see his hoof. Yeah, in the in the beginning, that's when yeah. I turned it off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I did see his hoof in the in the. So it's it's unclear whether they breathe at all. They right. may not breathe. But when he brings back the flag, the American flag, it is just a rock solid piece of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that traditional perfectly square video. Yeah. Did you see what he had in his hand? That was actually my favorite part. He also had a baseball. No. It was a golf, golf ball. ball. Oh, it was a golf ball. Because they ball. played golf, they golf on, on the moon. moon. I thought it was a baseball. I'm just like, do they have a baseball on the moon? All right. Which means he walked around a lot because they hit yeah. those golf balls. Right? Well, so. And then, of course, Karnak's is like, you got to go put that back. And he goes and, like, covers his tracks, puts it back. And, yeah, I guess what they're establishing here is Karnak likes to plan ahead. And Gorkon is just, like, all id or something. Yeah, that's it. But. Mm-hmm. This is honestly, I just I felt like this was all retconning like three episodes. I'm just like, what is this coming from? I don't think it's as much retconning as they just haven't bothered to establish any of this before. But Gorgon's never been like the dumbest man on earth. No, but I was the dumbest man on the moon. But I think if you think he's only had a couple scenes where he's actually had any sort of dialogue or anything. It's just, but he, but he, like, they're literally having coming. It's like, I'm gonna hang this flag on my wall. It's like, what? I, th- I think they're just trying to make it a little funnier. Well, I-, I just hate the flashbacks entirely because they don't add anything. I hate them. Hate them. Anyway, that's all of Gorgon's plot this episode. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's over yeah. already. You covered it. Golf ball and American flag. That's it. So well, let's jump ahead and let's catch up with uh, Black Bolt, Medusa, and Louise. Um, they got together last episode. They finally, Black Bolt and uh, Medusa finally connected again. Yeah. And this, is this when it starts? And they're in the back of the, her car. Yeah, she's like, an Uber driver now. Like two teenagers just just petting each other. Oh, yeah. It was, it was very weird. It was uh, natural born killers. Like they're trying. Oh, yeah. They're right? trying to establish how much they love each other and how much they missed each other. But they're also adults with someone else in public. And they're also in this well, they're supposed tr- to be stressful situation. It's like, why would they be doing this? I was just like, these are these are these are drunk kids getting the back yeah. of an Uber and just drive. I'm just like, it's as if Louise isn't there. I know. <laughs> Look, I don't want to defend this piece of shit, but <laughs> Black Bolt is seems like he's able to communicate somewhat telepathically, but only when he's touching people. So when he's touching her, I don't think he can. Well, she's able to she is able to speak for him when he's touching her. I don't think he, he's they, supposed to be able to. They but. have implied that a couple times before where he's touched somebody and that person has taken a lot of meaning from that action. Yeah. But it's never been specified. It's that's never been specified. It's, but it's not hev- clear. It's heavily implied in episode five and six that that's mm. what's happening. Yeah. Because he's touching her hair and she's saying, she's responding to questions. She's saying, no, it didn't hurt. I, I think you're giving the show more credit than it's due. I think they just think, have him touch her and now she'll do all the heavy work of right. all the dialogue. Well, I mean, that's that's what her character's mostly been for the last four or five yeah. episodes. I mean, that's what we see here is, as you mentioned, like, he's silent. 
she's forced to constantly translate for him right for the audience and you i mean i think it could be right either way i think there's a chance maybe they do mean to be psychic and i think there's another chance where they're just like uh, let's just get around good over like he touches her her shaved head and she's just like knows what he means like yeah. it's unclear they yeah. really he touch her it. and he's like mm-hmm. no i didn't again i didn't see the the attack or the head shaving yes but i'm familiar with the character of medusa and i thought it was an almost touching moment where he he was treating it like it was an assault like a well, physical impossible well, this is, they, they sure shot it like that too oh, this really, is eh? a real this is a real thing that i we both bumped on okay is it's a weird scene. Like she's getting her head shaved and it's obviously like not great yeah. to have your head shaved by any means, but they're, and particularly in this scene they, that the people making this really want her to have been sexually assaulted. Right. And it's really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. none of those stakes landed when it happened. Right. And even now it's just like the reveal that, which is, I thought was bizarre. is like, it hurt. When I should have, I'm like, so her hair is full of nerve endings. Well, she's able to to manipulate it, right? And yeah. actually, it's interesting because they establish that in a in a sex scene, in a pseudo sex scene, right? That's true. But in it, episode one, but there's no reason why it should be full of nerves. No, other than it's comic books and I guess I whatever, know. right? But it was just a weird reveal. It's like my hair, my hair has feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I don't think she said my hair has feelings. <laughs> she's not sad. I mean, she's sad, but I think this was, you know, at least we're going to blame it on Ike. This was Ike's attempt at Marvel Game of Thrones. I mean, right? yeah, we've so, discussed that. It's yeah. not working in any way. Shape, oh God, or no, no. But I think that's really why this. Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's the problem. I think with it. because yeah, they've done these series of scenes with her where she's been. They're trying to like set up like she's been very badly assaulted. Mm-hmm. But then every other scene is done for slapstick comedy. So like, there's no tone. Like it can't work both ways. You can't have it both ways. No, no. Like in this scene when they brought it back up, I was like reminded how gross the original scene was. Right. I was like, this is not working, you guys. Uh, so I dodged a bullet jumping over mm. five yeah, scenes. It was so. not good. And I, I want to correct last something I said last week. After the explosion where they ran away, I thought they had taken Oron with them and thrust her in the truck. No, of the it's car. Dolphin Girl. It is, yes. It is, in fact, Locus, the uh, right. woman with the ability to echolocate. sonar, echolocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just write Dolphin Girl. Do- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And uh, she's riding around in the trunk. Her echolocation, I guess it works from the trunk because at some point she bangs in the trunk and they stop and she says, hey, my echolocation picked up Karnak. He's somewhere in this jungle. Mm-hmm. It's so lazy. It is, it is very lazy because like you don't even hear her do her echolocation. They stop. She get out of the car. She does it then. She's like, Karnak's near. She's like, why, why did you stop Also, the this show has a, 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 I don't know why I keep noticing it, but they always have a lot of scenes of people driving in the car but they need to get the people out of the car to have conversations so they have to just keep having reasons like last time it was like oh we just can't see the helicopter anymore or whatever but it's just because they don't want to have a driving talking scene right and this one it's like there's a roadblock oh yeah they <laughs> do that later and yeah, i think next like, episode yeah, there's a roadblock. Like, it's just like because they don't want them in the car talking mm-hmm. is all it is um what was what was kind of interesting and i mean obviously a thing that's never quite landing but the whole locus joining this kind of black bull crew here is to sort of establish like what the royal family is like. Medusa is very dismissive of her. Oh yeah. She's very well, rude to her. This is something we talked about either in the last episode or the one previous that at this point we haven't really established what the royal family is and if Black Bolt is in fact a good king. Because up to this point, the viewers left to believe he is a good king just because we're supposed to support him against He's Maximus. our hero. Yeah. He's our hero. Yeah. However, now they start dropping in lines literally in episode five after four hours of going, 
we should support this guy going back that maybe they're not very good and maybe they're a little bit callous and maybe they, uh, they aren't paying attention to their people. So Maximus does have more points, which is an interesting layered sort of thing. But the way they've done it could not be done worse because they had four episodes to have already done it. And they went, no, episode five, maybe he's not a very good king. Right, right. Yeah, they really get into kind of the idea that like, the royal families, they're kind of into the caste system and like they kind of don't like their subjects and they are very dismissive of like even Medusa's dismissive of yeah. Louise, the woman who's been helping her this whole time. Oh yeah. Well I like you know, I'm not a a, a deep uh historical philosopher or a studier of world history. I, I dabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anytime I've heard the word caste system, it's not been a good thing. No really one is like, let's yeah. bring one in. Rarely yeah. associated with a nice idea. Yeah, so I don't understand like why people are on the opposite side of this issue. Well, and even in this, because what we're supposed to see, be seeing in this episode is a bit of a softening of that or like an idea mm -hmm. that they're learning something. But it doesn't even feel like when Medusa talks to Black Bolt about stuff, she's not talking about like maybe we need to change our system. She's kind of like, maybe we need to soften our image so yeah. that people hate us less. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, let's change it's more like we need better optics well she says we need people to see you the way i see you is what she says implying that there is more to him than the superficial looks or the power and all that but again they don't want to give up what they have though they want to keep yeah. their power yeah like, they just want like more rest time in the mines which, right which are all yeah. in all interesting ideas that they've had lots of time to get into but they've had to have more time of like people giving each other high fives at farms. Well, mm. I think my point is, I actually think Medusa and Blackbolt are villains. Oh, for sure. I don't think I don't think they're good people. No, they're not. And well, but I think that's what they're going to be going for for the end of the se season. Is they've learned to be better, but they haven't. But I don't think that. they are. But I think they're what they're learning is to just like like have an outward appearance of being more fair while not actually being any more fair. Well, we'll we'll see what as this show wraps up in every, every I, loose end. I by think the end. this show is pro dictatorship. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually play, I think Maximus is shown to be a sniveling, weaseling bad guy for wanting to give people like rights for a second. For a he, second, he argues yes. that he's going to be good, and then but, he's also but, but, terrible. I mean, but if you look at their side, it's like they're showing Matt Blackwell to be the hero, but a hero that who wants to take back all his power and put people back in their place. There are no good people in this entire <laughs> show. This show is just insane. When you know good, they should put a old projector eyeballs in charge. Remember that guy. It was just a guy in his own power was his eyes just projected stuff on the wall. Oh, that's cool. Oh, quite a power. Yeah. yeah. The You know what? When the person who saves the life of a giant teleporting dog is also an asshole, there are no good characters that in is your true. show. All right. Well, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, there's not much more to say about the the Black Bolt Medusa's little storyline here. Mm. All we kind of get from this point on is they're, they're going to walk in the jungle to try to find Karnak. Louise reveals that her her space company is planning a trip to the moon. Yeah. Which she's like, maybe I can ask if you guys can tag along. And that's almost her exact line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, they're trying to race the moon to beat the Chinese? Question mark. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah. I think we won that race already. I'm like, we? what is this world? <laughs> and uh, well, I think at some point, Mad Maximus calls down to Locus and they answer the phone. And uh, Maximus is like, oh, no, Black Bolt, you're alive. Uh, oh, yeah. dear. And you're free. So that kind of just gives Maximus a little bit of a... Uh, uh, heads up that uh, things aren't going his way after mm. all. Anyway, let's let's move on from that and let's uh, let's go check up on uh, Oren, the mm -hmm. uh, killer that's been sent down to get Black Bolt by Maximus and her uh, her little team uh, post explosion. Which I was like, I was curious because I did not understand kind of post explosion. It was very unclear what had happened. Well, here's 
a weird There's no thing clear is, at the beginning well, of this. They're in some sort of medical lab, which yes. apparently doesn't have any staff other than Dr. Dr. Declan. Dr. Declan, who the poor guy has nothing to work with. But it seems I like that he's just like, yeah, back to work. Yeah. Back to work. Huge explosion. People died. Yeah, back to work. What was he going to do about it? I guess. He's got these cool new inhumans. Uh, they start dissecting the uh, man who like has weird sharp teeth and spits smoke at his face. Ooh. Mm. Did you catch his name? No, and they I find that we, we've been seeing him for a while. He's like really ugly and got those weird, yeah, face, yeah. weird yeah. face. Uh, they haven't said his name up till now, but this episode they did. His name was a uh, Sackus. <laughs> nice. Well, they did pull like a testicle out of his neck. Didn't they? Yeah. Like he had dissecting he, him. He had some sort of uh, gland, I guess. Mm. Was just shot no, out no, smoke. Was, Steve was right. It was his testicle. Yeah. Was From his Sackus. <laughs> so every time he, every time Sackus shot smoke out of his mouth, that was a uh, ejaculation. Wow. Mm-hmm. No. No. I this mean, show is maybe deeper than I thought. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, now your power sounded pretty good, Jordan. Your <laughs> long neck. Oh, gross. Better than that, eh? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, Jordan. You're supposed to yes and that. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, he's there. Declan's there. He's dissecting the one person. He thinks Oren's dead, but as we know, she has resurrection powers, which has been consistent. She apparently needs to die for a few hours and yeah. come back to life. Mm. Um, she does. She takes Declan hostage. Declan kind of reveals, hey, well, you were unconscious. I checked your DNA. <laughs> and apparently, according to your DNA, if you keep coming back to life, you're going to die eventually. That's well, yeah. Well, threat. I guess what it is, is every time she comes back, the, her DNA is her worse. D- everything. She gets a little bit weaker each time, even though she's not realizing it. She's slowly, slowly dying. Right. Basically, don't keep dying. Yeah, don't keep dying. She takes uh, Declan hostage. She calls up to Maximus and Maximus is like, hey, don't kill that guy. I've somehow been funding his operation with moon money for all these years. Yeah, they don't explain how he's paying, but he's it's been fine. paying with a lot. He's been paying for more for uh, for Declan's activities of of studying in humans, I guess. And uh, she's like, "All right, well, what should I do?" He's like, "I don't know. I still get blackballed." And so she calls up the rest of her team. So I actually assumed at this point everybody else was dead. I thought so too. Uh, what we find out is her and Snakeface di- died. Uh, Mortis. And uh, Flora, the uh, plant-moving lady, they walked away and they captured Sammy, the prisoner, with the hot hands. And they're like, hey, where are you guys? And they're like, I don't know. We're just wandering around. What do you want? And they're like, I don't know. Come back to the lab. We'll uh, hold these two chumps hostage until Black Bolt comes back. Isn't it funny that even like um, uh, Mortis, that's his name? Mortis, yeah. They revealed him to be this like really impressive, cool guy. Very snarky. And then they just they just didn't know what to do with him. Like even this, it's like you have him and he's just... He's kind of the best character so yeah. far, and it's but like they, they don't do anything. They don't do him. anything with him. And also, I also think his power is too much because anytime he shoots, like he's, it's over, right? So yeah. they're just like, oh, we'll just have him wander around while well, things are happening. And this is the end of this episode for all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like they spend, it's it's all just constant setup for the next episode. It's just like, ah, oh, we got to get them all back together, even though we separated them for no reason in an explosion. I it, it is. The storytelling is all over the place on this. I 100% agree that Mortis is the best character. Oh, yeah. He's just he's sliding into scenes. He's yeah. got snappy comments. He's got charisma. You can't even see his face and the actor's bringing so much of the role. His face is literally like a frying pan. <laughs> like it's, they just took, it's paper mache. I don't understand. You it have, is. You have Marvel. Now, it's Marvel TV money, but you got money. Someone on Hawaii knows how to make you, you, something. You did see that flag earlier. But that was that was funny. That was good. That was, it was pure comedy, right? Like I just I don't understand. You have this character, and I guess we get more into the next episode, the backstory about him. Yeah, but this is also. Well, let's keep going. Okay. 
let's jump up to the moon. Let's see what Maximus is up to. He's picking out a new uh, group of Inhumans to go down and like find. He's conscripting them basically to go to Hawaii and track down Black Bolt. And they're all kind of, uh, as we'll find out, he, they say it in the next episode, we're like, they're all miners. You're going to send miners down to Hawaii? And for a long time, I thought he meant like people under 18. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's but even worse. Then I, well, that's why I was like, like Temple of Doom. I was putting the kids in the mine. I was like, he really is a villain if he's just sending kids down there. And then I realized, oh, you mean miners from right. the mine. Right, Not right, miners, right. miners. My, my, miners. Yeah. So can we, it's episode five, right? Yes. Okay. So I presume that since episode one, we've been going to Hawaii and back to the moon and to Hawaii. Exactly. And back to the moon. Yeah. In episode five, they felt the need to put the title card, City of Adelan moon they again they always are putting the title card like as if you've totally lost track of what's it's the happening same goddamn square it's room like, wait, like, a, wait a minute when i'm in this beautiful lush uh tropical, tropical paradise. paradise and then i go to a terrible looking gray flat set yeah it's like where am i now <laughs> are we on a different hawaiian <laughs> island is this Kauai? <laughs> molokai where are we <laughs> which where are we in hawaii um it is it, this is also a short trip to the moon because all that really happens here is um He's kind of got this guy who's been, he's got like a toady he's been hanging out with. He used to be the head of the genetic counselor or something. I have to say, this is the, I don't like this actor. What? And, and I also don't like him in Westworld. Oh my God. I just, I th- I just don't like him. That's I think he's, where he's from. Yeah, yes. He's, he was terrible in Westworld and he's terrible in this. this I, just, is... I hate him. It seems like I, I can see him memorizing his lines. I don't like this actor at all. I'm sorry, gentleman with beard. He is the new sniveling right-hand man. He is, he is very sniveling and... Um, he basically, his whole thing, Maximus decides that he's going to pick out a new army to go down. And his thing is he gets surrounded by men in hoods who knock him down and he just snivels on the ground, <laughs> begging them not to kill him. And they're like, no, wait, we're a cool rebellion now who's going to go after Maximus. You want to join us? And I was just like, as soon as I saw this at the end, I was I'm like, you guys. You don't have time or the energy to start a rebellion. <laughs> the writers' room, I mean, I was yeah. like, you, writers, you're not going to do anything with this. But you didn't mention that they look like Klingons. Well, just the one guy. There was Is it va- just the one guy. I thought yeah. they all had the Klingon no. Head. There was one vagina oh. head, right? Just a little, like a little piece of, I don't know, foam rubber. Sorry, sorry what kind of head was it? It was a vagina head. It was. It, you watch it again. It's episode six, you get a good look at it. And then four normal dudes. I uh, one they lady. All had the head. No, no, just not at guy. all. Hmm. It was just. I was just like, just four randos who are. I'm, I'm like. This is going to be wrapped up in the next Honestly, five though, seconds. If there's five of you and one of you has a uh, vagina head, yeah, would you make him the leader? <laughs> or would you put him in the back? You put him in the back of the yeah, group, they, wouldn't you? It depends. Do you, Jordan? Do you have a problem with vaginas? <laughs> uh, on foreheads? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I don't judge. I, I, you know. All right, let's move on and catch up with Karnak on the ganja farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Catch up with Karnak on the ganja farm. This has been what he's been up to, Steve, for the last four episodes. Oh, he's been on this ganja he also, farm. He also learned how to unhook a bra. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. They they woke up after uh, coitus. Yes. Yeah. The, po- this is where we catch up with him post coitus with this, uh, the ganja lady. So because I didn't know anybody's names, my notes say, is Mike Tyson's superpower being an asshole? Because <laughs> that's yeah. all he does in the first 10 seconds of waking up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson, because of his face tattoos. Face tattoos, yeah. Well, that has been his character trait, though they've softened it since he's sort of lost his memory a little wow. bit from falling. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is a softer version of what we met. At if the you beginning. had watched that full first episode, he was just like a total dick. And right. now he's just like a soft dick. I did see. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should talk to that vagina guy. <laughs> um, 
Oof, this episode. It's blue. It's blue. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, they, they wake up after uh, post-coital, and uh, they step out of the tent uh, where they find the uh, jerky ganja farmer who's been not happy this whole time coming from there. And I do kind of like this. He's just waiting outside their tent with a gun pointed at it. And he's just like, I'm just going to kill you as you get in your tent. And as soon as Karnak steps out, he shoots. And Karnak karate chops the bullet in half. Good scene. Yeah, we get a moment of interesting yep. CGI where we see some spinning of the bullet and him working out, you know, maybe numerical percentages, percentages. or something. I mean, his, we get to see his power in action. And his power is kind of to predict outcomes. Right. And be able to act on those predictions. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any prediction that in the world could let you karate chop a bullet. In well, the pr- mm-hmm. what he what he realized was first he predicted what it would be like if the bullet shot him directly in the chest, and he was like, "Bad, okay." <laughs> if it now hit me in the face, bad. If I karate chop out of the air, good. Oh, so he chose that. He chose no. that decision. And and you know, I guess he can only predict for about three seconds because it immediately goes into the girl that he's well, with that's why that it's so funny. funny he chops it in half and half the bullet just slams into his new girlfriend in the stomach what, what it was was an old superman joke right the old like mad comics so you know, superman comes to save the day they spray him with bullets and all the and he you know stops all the bullets but they spray off and hit all the people in the, right. in the background that was what the gag was i just it's weird that they played it straight yeah, no. I know. It's it's not a gag here. It is a dark, dark moment yeah. for poor Karnak. And I, also, this poor character, this woman has shown up, immediately fall in love with him for no reason, has sex with him, then gets shot and will ruin this, is going to die. And that's her character. Her character was just no, there. I not to ruin she this. Survived. She's not going to die. Well, whatever. Close enough to Let's it. Just right. yeah. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. All right. Let's die. just keep going since you. Well, she doesn't die. No, she doesn't die. The other one dies. We'll talk about it. Let's get. Let's get. Let's move on. Uh, Because that's like episodes away. Is it? Yes. No, no. Somebody dies in this episode. Uh, Nobody dies in this episode. I can't tell what happens in what episode. No, Squawker dies. No, maybe she does. Locust dies because it's so hard. It's so hard to tell. The white Hawaiian girl that gets shot (laughs) runs, jumps, has. We don't know. She's from Hawaii. She has a whole adventure in the woods yeah they, they run off into the woods here yeah they uh get away from the guy the guy gets a call because his ganja buyers are coming to pick up their product mm-hmm. Th- these guys show this whole new cast of characters shows up and they're like and he's like hey i need your help my co-workers ran off into the jungle after i tried to kill them and i've already killed one of my co-workers and the ganja buyers are like cool why don't you show us the grave you dug to put them in and we'll help you out they go out there they shoot this guy in the face. He's out of the show. I said there were no heroes in the show. I'm mistaken. The drug buyer that shows up. He is the best. Fantastic. Incredibly sensible. Yeah. He's just like, well, he's, I can't trust you. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Yeah. And then he perfectly organizes the rest of his team. He points at one person and says, you go drive the truck as close as you can to the merchandise and put the merchandise on the truck. That is an incredibly <laughs> thorough instruction. He right? he's He's a professional. Yeah. Yeah. He's tired of dealing with these amateurs. They don't even know. They don't even know how to water plants in the forest. That's true. They needed Karnak to explain how uh, irrigation worked. Wow. But yeah, as Karnak takes his girlfriend out into the forest, he's like, "We need to fix this bullet that's in your stomach." He's like, "Let me think of all the possible ways to get a bullet out of your stomach." And I thought for sure we we're gonna get like jungle surgery, mm-hmm. um, but instead, he just like drives his finger. He like pokes her in the back. It isn't clear how his power works, and it's getting less and less clear as time goes on. So he just thought of all the different ways he could poke her to poke the the bullet out and then he realized the best outcome well i think he thought of all the different surgeries he could do he's like the best way i can think of and what's crazy is 
tell me, this is the angle I saw. She, he like puts his middle finger into her lower back and then he pushes it apparently three knuckles deep into her back mm-hmm. and the bullet pops to the front. And I'm like, oh, he's going to pull out a bloody finger. Like he just shoved his finger through her skin into her back. And when he pulls it out, it's, it's there's no blood. Like he didn't puncture. The, like how did he get his entire finger into her back? He said, if I go in the front, it's going to do this. If I go in the back, it's going to do this. So he just punches her in the side and the bullet pops out. I, I just, I couldn't follow what was happening. No. Anyway, they go back to the camp because Karnak's like, if we double back, then the jerky guy's trying to kill us won't find us because he's looking around the jungle for us. But when they get back, obviously the buyers are there. So he like takes a big stick and like fights them for a bit. So we get we get our martial arts minute. Mm-hmm. Because martial the dir- arts. It's time for our martial arts minute. The director of this film did do some good. Well, the action's okay. Yeah. It's not bad. So he walks into camp and he gets those two like meat hooks. Oh, yes, yeah. like weed carrying meat hooks. Yeah. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Looks at them and be like, oh, no, this is cable television. Yeah. There's a big piece of bamboo. I'll just beat people with it. Like he basically had the Ninja Turtle dilemma. Like we can't kill anyone and have blood. So I'm going to grab this stick and beat some people. That's true. And he does that, basically. He gets in a fight with the ganja buyers. Yeah. It goes well, and then eventually just, like, stops going well. I it was just like, all right, I guess. He's... Well, he gets rescued by his shot girlfriend, who comes with a, a lantern. I don't know where yes. they got a lantern from. Yeah. he's he's He be, he defeats everyone, and there's one guy left. And then uh, that guy grabs from behind, and she comes, and she's basically like, I'll light all the ganja on fire. Yeah. With this lantern. But he's, and he's like, do it. He still ends up caught and hanging upside down over a fire. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets hit in the back of the head by the the actual the leader, the leader, the the hero of the story, the hero of this story. But because his girlfriend lit the ganja on fire, Gorgon sees the smoke in the jungle and he's just like, hey, that me, might be something. Yeah, me see fire, and he goes over. He gets in there. He like does his 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 patented Gorgon stomp. Mm-hmm. Knocks all the drug buyers down, and then he. He frees Gore. Uh, he frees Karnak. Grabs the girlfriend. They run off into the jungle, and it's a there's a touching moment where the girlfriend tells Gorgon, she's just like, "Oh, you're Gorgon. Karnak always talks about you." And Gorgon couldn't be happier to hear it. But also, we've seen literally every moment these two have had together. Has he ever mentioned Gorgon? Just, uh, just, uh, just In this passing? episode. Just this episode. Yeah. yeah. They. He says at one point that uh, Gorgon is right sixty eight percent of the time. And the remaining thirty-two percent, I have to help him. Right, it's pretty good. That's not a bad. It's, it's not, not bad accuracy, actually. I'm not right sixty-eight percent of the time. But as they, like they've now saved Gorgon, or Gorgon saved Karnak and the girlfriend, and they're wandering back to the jungle. And my assumption was, it seemed like they had beat all of the Ganja buyers. But then off-screen, we hear more fighting happening. I don't remember. Yeah, there's a. We hear one gunshot. Yeah, and then some more like fighting sounds, and then. Black Bolt, Medusa, Louise, and oh, that's right. Locust show up and they're like, "We beat up those drug dealers for you." I'm like, "What?" Gorgon just did it's, that. Yeah, it's because they just needed an entrance for them. So you go like, "Are they coming back?" There's more. No, it's 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 Black Bolt. All the stuff happens off screen. But I will say, I'm so happy they're all finally together. Yeah, for now. I was like, "This has taken so long for this to happen." Five hours. Uh, they're finally all together, and I love it because. Now, all these disparate characters have finally come together again for the first time. They're all getting together. First thing that happens is uh, Louise sees Gorgon. Gorgon sees Louise, and they're like, hey, you want to fuck? Do they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the second thing that happens is the meanest cock block I have ever seen. (laughs) Because is Louise. Yeah. Louise, who is, you know, the most approachable character here. 
average human. Yeah. You know, beautiful she's woman. She's the everyman. Yeah, she's nerdy because she's wearing glasses. You know, makes eyes at Gorgon. Gorgon's like, yeah, I'm interested. Let's, you know, let's chat some more. <laughs> let's and do then this. in comes, who's the other girl? Uh, Medusa or... The uh, one that's been shot. The she, girlfriend, yeah. Let's yeah, call her the girlfriend. The girlfriend. She cock blocks Luis and, and Gorgon. Gorgon. Like, we don't have time for this. We got to get going. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She has been shot. Yeah, that's true. She, uh, she's fine. The bullet's out. They, they stitched her back. In. Yeah, she's that's totally true. fine. She's totally fine. Um, yes. But as Jordan sort of mentioned, it's time uh, for Gorgon's girlfriend to go because her contract for this series as an actor has ended. Karnak. Karnak's yes. girlfriend. Yes. Karnak's girlfriend. Yeah. She, uh, Gorgon will remain celibate. Okay, yes. Uh, she, she turns to them all and says, well, I'm going to call the cops and tell them all about my weed business and uh, have them come out here. And they're yeah. like, well, you'll go to jail. And she's like, I don't know. Bye forever, I guess. <laughs> I know. They just needed to get her out. It was, it was Her contract was up. It's just... As I was say, it's a sad character because she's you don't learn anything about her and she's only there to develop Karnak. And even then they don't really develop him. And so it's just like, all right, we're done with her off screen now. Not that there, we needed that much more from her, but. It well, like, it, it did feel like her. It was just like, it's like we've we've run out of time. Yeah. We can't pay you anymore. Well, listen, if we're sympathetic for her, can we like have a moment of silence for Locust who was shot off screen? Yes, that's it. Yeah. In, in the battle that happened that we didn't see off screen. They turned her and they're like, how's it going? And she's like, oh, I'm shot and I'm, my contract is also up, so I must leave the show <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. And, she, and she's like, be a better king. And that's the first, you're like, oh, is he not a, he's not a good, not king? good king? Yeah. Oh, did he say well, something? No, no. They've established he's not a good king, but they've not established why she would want him to, like, she's like, oh, you're cool, actually. I've changed my mind. I'm like, what? Yeah. You, you hated them. She was down there to kill him 10 minutes earlier. And she literally was telling them, I don't like you 10 minutes earlier. Can we just say, though, it's the exact same bullet wound that the other, other girl just survived. It's it's because the bullet that he karate chopped went through the one girl and then went, kept, Into, went around, went around the, the world one time. Yeah. And, and is it just a little bit suspicious that Karnak's like, no, this is a fatal one. She didn't sleep with me. This is definitely a fatal bullet wound. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like, like her. Get out of here, man. Well, that's great. And that, like that, like basically, Locust dies on the ground. Not, but she kind of like half dies and wakes up. And she's like, oh, by the way, uh, you don't you guys don't know this because you're not part of this plot. But uh, Crystal's on the island too, so you guys <laughs> yeah. need that information too. All right, bye. I'm dead now for real. Yeah, it, it was so funny watching them just like like ah, these characters it's are just done. Really, really clumsy exposition for a show that has all the time in the world to make things work they're just like they spend so much time on odd odd things they're like oh quick dialogue oh there's a character over there you need to get to okay great i mean and that almost wraps it up except we haven't figured out what crystal's up to today oh yeah, yeah. the worst plot of all really you guys don't like this amazing plot she's very busy ignoring the vet's advice on how to keep her dog alive mm -hmm. by forcing it to teleport her on dates with david to the <laughs> beach where they have the this you don't know this steve but they have the exact same date that karnak had with his girlfriend they go to a beach they strip down. They jump in the lake. The only difference is uh, David's just like, hang loose, everybody. Hang loose. <laughs> so I'm not Hawaiian, but I've been to the state. It's beautiful and has a rich history and a, a rich culture. And David is the worst representative of the state and of the people of Hawaii that I've ever seen. He's just he's just like, uh, he's he's. they say he's from the state, but he is actually just a guy who like grew up with a, like a rich father in Aspen. And he just didn't, he just like moved to Hawaii just to like bum around for a few years. Yeah. He is like, he's Matthew McConaughey dipped in, in dog poop. Like he is repugnant. Wow. I'm sorry. Dipped in dog poop. Yeah. Sorry, he's I got a good head of hair though. He, he's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're I mean, quite he's... attractive to look at both of them. But he says that the state motto 
Oh, yeah. We got a saying in Hawaii. And then he looks out at the beach. This is my office. And then his next one was hang loose. Now, I'm not positive. I didn't look into this, but I just feel like that was a tourism slogan at some point. I, there's yeah. no history of it. I, I couldn't find anything. Do you know what the actual state motto is? It's beautiful. What is I, can't, it? I won't say it in the Hawaiian because I'd butcher it, but it's the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. That is some deep shit. Well, imagine he said that <laughs> to get in her pants. I, it might have worked, but yeah. you know this guy is. I, just... I, I think. I think. I mean, she was excited when they high fived earlier. So, oh my god. Um, also, we get we finally learn what Crystal's power is. Yeah. So she pulls elements from around her. Is that yeah? What she it can was? control the elements. Yeah. They've never mentioned them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I like this other piece of retconning for her is when they're when she's when he's learning about her. She's like, I have no friends on the moon. I'm like, the first time we saw you, you were going to school surrounded by kids your own age. So Did she like, just high fiving people and waving on her way? To I, the... I was just like, there's so much retconning happening. <laughs> Does she still have the cool black hair? Like is the dyed tips? I think they the they've kind of the put it in a bun just to yeah. cover it up. Oh, I think. Or like okay. they ponytailed it to avoid having to do it every episode. I just I was amazed. I have in my notes. How did she end up with Timon? Like this guy is basically Hakuna Matata. Like don't worry about finding your family. You're in Hawaii, yeah. baby. Yeah, I know. He's really likes like. Well, he's 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 struck gold. She's attractive. Yeah. She's into him, and she's not very bright. She has and no friends. She's she has lonely. no friends. She's lonely. She's fine staying on the on his weird little farm with him, and she has an awesome dog that will teleport him anywhere he wants anywhere to go. Anywhere he wants to go, that's a good deal for him. That's true. Down to the Seven yeah. Eleven. Down to the hey, beach. Do, do you want to go to the bank and get me some cash? Oh, hey, listen, uh, my dealer is like downtown. Can you go pick up some weed for me? Yeah. yeah. My dealer says there's been some kind of incident in the jungle. <laughs> I gotta drive a little you, farther. Do you mind going check that out for me? And he literally says that he's like. Oh, we got went so many more places than driving around. <laughs> he is He's really impressed. It. Anyway, I, that's the whole episode. Like, it is just another. It's, it's just you're right, an extension of a pilot. The pilot yeah. just keeps going because we we still don't have a conclusion. <laughs> All right, let's let's hop into this. Let's get into the ID summary for episode six. The gentleman's name is Gorgon. Not a Gorgon episode. What were you and the king talking about, Tybor? I'm sorry. Not speak out against any of his plans ever again. Please. You defied Maximus? No, not defied. No, I only pointed out how some of his people might feel about his rule. We are some of those people. We need your assistance to take down the false king of Adelan. Gorgon and Karnak take on Oron and her inhuman army with disastrous results. That was courtesy of Ethan Lowe. So this oh, is where man. I started to not like you guys as people. Um, not the first episode? Not the first. The first episode, you know, it was the as worst. As people? Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> for doing this to me, I, I got mad. I got mad about this episode. This, I didn't even take notes. That's how bad this was. Oh, is that why you've closed your laptop? I, I just, I watched it. In Are you leaving? S- spitefully. That'd be a so, first. Can you imagine you just get up and just walk Steve, out of the room? Steve is leaving. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's start this episode with Maximus having a dream. It, Which clearly a dream. Uh, yeah. It's It starts off and like Maximus is in the throne room. The whole royal family teleports in and they start yelling at him for taking over the throne. And like at no point did you ever assume it wasn't a dream. Yeah. Is there any precedent for this in the in the first four episodes? No. There's been, this is the first dream. Okay. The only thing I had a question about is the only piece of new information that comes out of this dream is Black Bolt blames 
their parents' death, which Black Bolt clearly killed their parents, on Maximus. Or at least Maximus is worried that Black Bolt blames him. I bet you, before this is over, we find out that somehow, like, you don't know this, Steve, but Black Bolt killed his parents as a teenager by petulantly asking them why one Mm -hmm. time, and they exploded. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are we going to find out that Maximus was hiding under the couch and poked him in the butt with a pin at that exact moment? (laughs) Is is that going to be the big reveal? If I hope it is. I hope there's... I, I feel like they're setting up some very convoluted way that Maximus yeah. set up the death of his own parents. Yeah, because it's like, because instead of just having that be a colorful thing of his character, that he has to live with the fact that he accidentally killed his parents and that being a, to be fair, very good reason for not opening his mouth. They're like, oh, what if, what if we, what if it was Maximus's fault? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he wakes up in the throne room, as you do, sudden start in your throne, and he gathers up his minor army. And uh, sends them down to Hawaii via the wall guy. Is this the first time we get the look of the one guy who's got like crab arms? Yeah, yeah, we see crab arms. Yeah, he's great. Oh my god, crab arms looked <laughs> looked so bad. They it spe- just they're like we're only gonna spend from wrist down. So that's it. So it just looks like he's wearing crab arms. And I mean, they spent so much time being like, "This is the psychic boy's father." It's like so. They're, that's it. They're, I'm, like, I'm like, why do you keep saying that to me? It doesn't he, matter. He's the only one from the mines that volunteered to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> what? From the moon. From the moon. And when he gets there, he's very impressed. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's nice. To, there's I know water. The, I know. The, the, the guy doesn't get a second. They get there and he's like, oh, this is great. And the woman's like, no time for that. Yeah. It's like, well, he did just come from the moon. <laughs> a second. Let him accl- acclimatize. It's true. And as he's sending them down, uh, his old toady's talking to the rebel group. And he's like, and they're like, we got to do something. And the Toady guy's like, well, why don't we kill him? That's a good idea, right? Why don't we just kill Maximus? This whole show looks like it was it was dressed from props bought at Party City. <laughs> well, like, and then Maximus, as Toady comes up to Maximus, he's just like, hey, uh, I heard someone's trying to kill you. Uh, and uh, maybe we should go uh, hide somewhere. And he's like, well, why don't I just tell my guards? He's like, oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. By the way, that's more convincing than that actor. <laughs> well, like, that's, he's just like, he's like, Max is like, well, I should tell my guards there's an assassination. And he's like, oh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Are you, are you calling him Toadie? Toadie. That's what I call him now. You know, his name is Potomi. Potomi? Yeah. Potomi Skolkum. <laughs> like he has that's a terrible name he has letters in his name that don't form words <laughs> <laughs> dr declan good name yeah was no, this potomi momi potomi p-t-o-l-e-m-y slocum slocum s-l-o-c-u-m and but his character name is tibor which once again confirming that not only does this have the worst episode names just the worst character names ever it is all insane but yeah he very like just telegraphs his assassination plot to him then uh, Maximus uh, takes the uh, psychic kid aside and it's like, hey, psychic kid, is this guy going to kill me? T- let me touch you. The psychic kid like has his vision. He's just like, no, no, you guys had a talk and uh, you're, you're both happy, real happy about it. And he's just like, really? We were happy. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you're very happy. He wasn't trying to kill you at all. <laughs> Everyone can't lie to Maximus. They're so bad at yeah. it. And then he's so intimidating. Uh, this, he, so uh, Maximus not believing. He's like, all right, well, why don't you come to this meeting with me then? And the kid's just like, oh. Uh, I have other plans. I, I really couldn't be there. I got to go back to the mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. The hot fair, fairy girl that I was with. We have to go to the mine and mine moon rocks? Moon rocks. That we eat. That we, that we eat. eat. And, and breathe? Yeah. And make into buildings? I think they're just digging more space. Oh, you think it's just like basements? Yeah. That's what it is because they keep getting people and they just put the ugly people that develop down in the basement. 50% of the population has to get yeah. in the basement. 
<laughs> and yeah, and then we uh, we jump to the 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 rebellion group and the toady coming down a set of stairs, and Maximus is standing there. He's like, "Hey, I uh, pieced it all together, and I kidnapped all your families. Uh, toady, I'm gonna cut your throat right now, and uh, the rest of you are dead. Um, assassination attempt over." <laughs> Why did they show up with only knives? Like I don't know. tiny little paring knives? They have powers. They all have superpowers. But what I like though is this whole plot line could be taken out and you would never notice it. You would have never no- what's what I told I would have noticed it. I would have stayed awake. When I said in the last episode they introduced this rebel group, I'm just like, don't do this. You guys aren't gonna do anything with it. And yeah. they don't. No. It's yeah. over but before they, it starts. They don't do anything with anything. Right? In a well written in a well written show, this is a concept. Like you yeah. have a, a guy who starts off going against a terrible caste system where you just put ugly people in the basement. Yeah. And then he turns out to be a terrible king. And then you have people try to write like all of this sounds good in, in theory and none of it but is you, good in practice. When you cut from the moon to Hawaii 45 times. Uh, yeah. It doesn't work as well. No. All right. Let's, let's hop back to earth. Let's go back to Hawaii. Let's Yay. go to Dave's farm. You guys. Yay. Not is the guard, not the guards. Is it, da- Dave is it or Dan, Dan or Dave? doesn't matter really. Hair. Poop face. I don't care. If it's poop face hair. It's, it's terrible. McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> Abs. Um, we hop back there, uh, and uh, Lockjaw isn't doing so well, um, because as was told to Crystal last episode, if you make him transport you around, he will get sick again because he needs to rest. And side note, so this is the vet who we've introduced, and I don't think the writers know how they feel about her, because she's been in a few scenes, and we'll talk about her scene later on, but she came, and they're like, she's his ex-girlfriend they have problems so like okay they're gonna like have a little witty uh report yeah against each other but like some scenes i'm like are you supposed to not like her or some scenes you're supposed to like her but they don't ever land on it because it's like isn't she annoying she's ruining all their fun but she's also giving all the advice that they actually need and they're just ignoring it so i was like i don't know i'm supposed to feel about her no and that's that's it basically basically we see her again she's like you shouldn't have done that the dog is now sick again and then she's just like, also, I hate you now, Crystal. I'm going to take a picture of your face. And they just like, they start a yeah. feud between the two for for reasons that are no, like she baffling. Was like, it, it became that. Do you remember that? <laughs> Luke, this is just for you and I. Remember in uh, uh, Galactica 1980 where that one farmer wanted to prove that they were aliens on the farm? <laughs> this, this is the same thing. She's like, I'm going to take a selfie of you and show everyone that you're like from the moon. And I was like, what? She just looks like a human being. She just looks like an attractive human. I'm pretty sure I'm really offended right now because I was here for that episode of Battlecliff Galactica 1980. Were you? That was the one episode I was here for. That's very well, do you funny. remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. The kids were jumping and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, that was me. It was that great song. When, when, <laughs> when that made this a better episode, for some reason, it was just kids jumping. I mean, that's what they send the miners down. Any one of these people could start jumping like that and they'd be like, that's the story. Totally believable. Can I just say this is the 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 person that goes to the kill vet, like the kill shelter, and like, can I work here? I really, <laughs> oh, I, this thing. is who this girl was. She's just ready to put anything down. Absolutely, she's like, "Ooh, your dog's not doing so well. I've got my stuff in the car. Um, if you teleport one more time, I'm gonna have to put it down." She's like, "All I have is a razor blade, but I can make yeah, it work." I do it. <laughs> it's a little paring knife. It works on people and giant dogs, no problem. Um, Dave though finally has an idea of how Crystal can finally find her family. He's just like, "Hey." Why don't we just use your powers to like send up a signal or something? I know they're not trying to make Crystal dumb, but the fact that the dumb guy has to point out to her to use her powers is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. Well, he's done using the dog to get around and pick up his supplies. They've gone swimming. He's gone. He's gone his groceries. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's get. Maybe you got a hot older sister. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'll meet her. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they, they head to the highest point of the island so that she can uh, make lightning come to her hands uh, and also make out in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the highest point of the island, but... Oh, it didn't he, seem. It didn't seem like it's not at either. all. No, it's a volcanic island. It's literally a mountain in the middle. I know they climbed up there and they're like, he's like, this is the highest point. I'm like, I, I don't feel like it is. No, this guy's tricking her all kinds. He's got this down. This is what he does with news newbies on the island. <laughs> all right, let's 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 check in now with Black Bolt, Medusa, Karnak, and Gorgon. Gorgon, Gorgon, who uh, they're finally all back together after five very long episodes. But what happens immediately? Uh, let's split up, you guys. Yeah. Uh, or Oran calls. She's just like, hey. I'm holding Sammy, old hot hands. I'm holding Dr. Deckland, both of Black Bolt's best friends, as we've established for many episodes. If you guys don't get back here, we're going to uh, murder them or something. And so Medusa turns to Karnak and Gorgon and says, hey, that lab you guys have never been to, you guys go deal with Black Bolt's friends. I don't, uh, I don't know how you're going to get there. I don't know. You don't know what you're getting into. You've never been there. You have no relationship with these people. And Karnak at some point is just like, uh can I stop you? He's like, I am still very badly injured and I like, I am not up to going there. And Manusa's just like, shut up, go. And he's like, okay, they're bad people. Yeah. I we also, should make her queen. I also like though that this is at least the third or fourth time where they have left an area and they go, hey, we should go back. And they go back and then they go to a new area and then they leave and they go, we should go back. It's just like, it's, it's just the most boring thing to ever see. It's just, let's go back. Let's it's, go back to the same thing. We've already seen like somewhere new. Nope. It's go crazy. Back. It's crazy. There. It's just like you two go over there for no reason. We're going to go find Louis. Uh, we're going to take Louise's car again. We're going to sit in the Crystal. back somewhere and we're going to go find Crystal. And that's basically what happens. They drive around for a while. They hit a roadblock and kind of like don't know how to drive anymore. And uh, they basically have a weird conversation with Louise where they're like, Louise is like, so why are you guys living on the moon? And she's just like, it's your fault. Humans are intolerant, not like us in our caste system. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was like, what? Like she ha- she gets up on a high horse, as if yeah. like we're supposed to believe in humans. Or like I'm just like, you have a caste system. You're not better than us. Mm-hmm. Side note to everything: when uh, they all meet up with uh, uh, Medusa, they you know everyone has to like mention her hair, and I think Gorgon's like, "What happened to your hair?" And she goes, "Long story." And I remember <laughs> I thought, "No, it's not." Got shaved. Yeah, uh, Maximus uh, pinned me down and shaved my hair. Very quick. That's, very a, that's a quick story. Listen, we don't, you know, she doesn't have to relive it every time somebody, okay. right? It's It can be pretty traumatic. It's I very traumatic. Think, so they can't. I'm just saying it's not a long story. No, it's not a long story, but it's, it's a horribly it, it, emotional. It's a short story. drama. It's <laughs> cast a long shadow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was long hair. Very quickly after they're driving around pointlessly, they see the lightning hitting the highest point in Hawaii. After like a minute. Yeah. There they are, miss it. They miss a few. They miss it a few times. Yeah, there are massive lightning strikes apparently hitting the highest point, and they have a good like thirty second conversation, and then turn around and be like, "Oh, she's over there." Oh, look at that lightning. That's odd. Um, they go. They pick up Crystal. They head over to Dave's farm to pick up Lockjaw too. But as they get there, the now evil veterinarian oh, has so evil. called the police and told them there's a moon dog. Yeah, in a real the turn. Barn, and the cops are like, "Yeah, okay, well, I want to see a moon dog." Yeah, that's uh, that is a think, exact quote. Yeah, I think that is, is what he says. Yeah, I want to see Moon Dog. Yeah, open up the goddamn door. I want to see a Moon Dog. Like, <laughs> no, no I didn't. I didn't go through all these years of police training and do my years on the street not to see a Moon Dog. So open those barn doors. It is bizarre. Like she's like telling them there's a dog from the moon and a woman from the moon, and they're just like, okay, we'll come check it out. Like this seems legit. Yeah. yeah. The so, royal family is like, uh oh, we can't get caught. So they're just like, well, let's teleport the f out of here because we have our teleporting dog who's still injured like this is the thing yeah, they should yeah. be moving him and they're like louise i know you wanted to come to the moon 
but will you stay here with Dave or Dan and uh, just take care of this police problem? And I was like, what? Oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, I'm just an ugly, horrible human with glasses, so I guess I will. And uh, what I love is Dave's outside talking to the cops and the veterinarian. Yeah, Dave runs off with a plan. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, I got a plan, everybody. <laughs> just wait. And he goes out the side door. And uh, the cops open the door and Louise is just inside and she's just like, she looks at the cops and she's like, that woman locked me in here. I'm his new boyfriend. She's crazy. And I'm just like, they're going to get her put in prison forever. Yeah. They, like, yes, you guys don't like her, but what you're doing to her is gaslighting her into prison forever. And then the cops turn around and say, I don't know. Whatever. Bye. They yeah. just like leave. Yeah. We don't want to come out here. It's like, well, you're already here. Well, we've established in this world the police officers are terrible. They're just terrible at their job. They're either they're either beating Black yeah. Bolt with an inch of his life, or they just don't care. There is a real drug problem in Hawaii, right? There's a lot of there's a ganja farms everywhere. Well, everywhere. Just no in real Hawaii. Like you know, the, the opioid crisis hit Hawaii pretty early. Methamphetamines were a problem. You know, remember Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? And uh, sorry, you remember you remember, yeah, you remember that? that? Yeah. I remember. I remember kind of how his career ended. Uh, yeah. But like these cops just go out here and be like, "You guys are crazy. We're out of here. We're just gonna bounce." Like well, you would uh, to be, be fair, prepared. To be fair, they were promised a moon dog, and when they opened the door, there was no moon dog. There, I also would have said there was just a later, lady who's been kidnapped by an ex-girlfriend, yeah. being held against her will in a barn. A boring. Yeah, and that is not a moon dog. I really wanted Dan to go in for a, a kiss at the end. I mean, you're like, you know, go for I, it. You yeah. know what? Yeah. I'm surprised Dan didn't go in for a kiss with yeah. him. He's like, oh yeah, she's my girlfriend now. Well, Crystal's back just... on the moon. That's it. That ship has sailed. Yeah, that's true. Crystal right. does really say, he's like, ah, this yeah. is over now. And you know what? That blonde girl is a fucking rocket scientist. Like, right? No, she's, she's got a lot going yeah, on. She works yeah. for fake NASA. She's, she's NASA. A, NASA. No, that's what it's called. Fake. <laughs> it's NASA. just called NASA. Yeah. That's how you know it's fake. It's got two umlauts <laughs> over the A the first day. So. Oh, man. All right. Well, you guys, let's go see Gorgon and Karnak <laughs> showing down, da- show, showing off, showing down, something it's like time that. time for some a showdown. For some splinter cell action. He, they're, they're showing up at Declan's lab and uh, they're like, all right, we got to get in there. We got to do something. Are we going to fight him head on? No. And Declan's lab are just six yeah. shipping containers Ships, stacked, yeah. right? Not clearly shots. So you're not 100% sure what's there. Well, he was yeah. only, he had to have that money transferred all the way from the moon. He didn't get the best. God. Yes, they, they go total stealth action here and just basically take everyone out from the shadows for the most part like there's no real fight for the most well, part. well it doesn't no. really it's because they clearly they don't want to have to have a big huge fight sequence but the sets they have and the lighting don't really lend itself to what they're trying to accomplish because they want to have this very mysterious batman-esque sort of pulling people to the shadows but what you have is a guy standing on one of the doorway and another guy just walking in front of him and it just is like eh, okay sure this can't is, see him this is like the worst canadian television show ever made it's there, worse than the there worst is canadian a show. there's a sense of that old canadian tv of just really bad lighting and really bad sets this is shot in hawaii Actually, on look, imagine um, just remember all the amazing films that have been shot on the islands in Hawaii. They have a huge industry out there. There's no reason this had to be this way. <laughs> no reason. You could have used old Jurassic Park sets and it would have looked better than this. I mean, it's just the outside. That's all you need to use. Uh, Karnak ends up doing a face off against the uh, eye blasting and snarky uh, Mortis. Finally, we get the little Mortis action. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of like. Karnak's plan is kind of to sympathize with him and like Mortis is making some good points. He's just like, my power is no more destructive than Black Bolt and you guys uh, locked me in a room for my entire life. And uh, Karnak kind of explains to him, he's like, hey, listen, people wanted to kill you. I fought for you. 
and say, we should be friends because I was always on your side. No, what he said is that the council, is it, they're called the council? The, the council. genetic council, yeah. So the genetic council wanted to kill him. And this is the first time they've mentioned that they ha- have the ability as judges slash executioners to be able to decide. Yeah, them and the royal family can just decide who lives and dies. Yeah. Well, who, yeah, who lives and dies and where they go, right? Because as soon as they come out of the Terrigen Mist process, they're either given something <laughs> or not. But no. there's a difference between... Uh, you have a Being power. A yeah, exactly. You have a, don't have very good power to the mines, and we're going to keep you in solitary confinement for your whole life. Well, Black Bolt, or kill you. And and another, uh, you know, slight moment of intrigue of interest. Like Black Bolt was was he, meant to be kept. He seemed to have some similar thing, but very short lived. Yes. Yeah. Well, eventually he gets rescued by Medusa or whatever. Now, is that after or before he kills his? It has parents. to be after he kills his parents. But, uh, who knows? The timeline is, uh, and how did Medusa? Why? What? How did Medusa save him? I don't know. Well, they saved his soul by by letting him speak to her <laughs> through right? love. Through but love. They, uh, presumably, they put him in the same bowl, right? That that cerebro mm-hmm. type. Yeah, he's definitely circle. locked. He's been locked in a room. It's and like Mork's egg is it yeah. just for me? <laughs> yes. Mork's yeah. Egg. It's on before we were alive. <laughs> it's just for you. Karnak sympathizes with him and like you know listens to his story mostly as an effort to like get behind him and choke him out. Right, because that's basically what he lets him talk and tell his sad story, and then Karnak chokes him out. Gorgon, and, no oh, Karnak. No, Gorg- yeah, Karnak chokes. Karnak him out chokes him out, and then once he's choked out, he stands up. He's like, "Just kidding, I wanted to kill you too." I know it was terrible. It's insane because there's a there's another moment where like, oh, this isn't Mike Tyson is an interesting character. Like, you know, he he saw the possibilities of because his powers would he saw the possibilities in this guy and realized that maybe somewhere down the road he would be a valuable part of their moon society with a super cool eye blast power but he was yeah. like no yoink yeah also he'd be fucking great in those mines man he'd be blasting them away yeah he could save a lot of time yeah <laughs> so and what a better villain right he is the opposite of your king why would you not be yeah. using this guy repeatedly right like Mort- we- mortis has the most potential yeah, then maybe because they don't use him much, we think that, but I don't know. Yeah, he's he yeah he's choked out and knocked unconscious. They uh, rescue old prisoner Sammy Hot Hands, and he's just like Sammy's like, thank you. Let me join you and help. And they're like, no, leave. We don't want you on the show. And he, the character's just yeah escorted off of the show. Yeah, and thankfully, he doesn't have to run off scene. <laughs> yeah, you have powers, but you're overweight. Yeah. You cannot be <laughs> in the upper echelon of the cast system. Please move along. Uh, goodbye. Gorgon then once again fights Oren. It's it's a you know it's the same sort of fist fight they had before, but this time she gets knocked down and Gorgon's gonna step on her face. <laughs> He's gonna like smash her face, but because Declan told her her powers aren't gonna last forever, she surrenders. She's like, hey, don't smash my face. I don't know if I can resurrect forever. Mm-hmm. So she she's she's captured and they rescue Declan, who's just like. He sort of was like, hey, you guys, I figured out Maximus, your, your friend on the moon. He's been funding my operation this whole time. Yeah. No one knows how, but we kind of get that out of the way. No one also cares. Gorgon and Karnak kind of gather all their prisoners up, and they have, like, Mortis unconscious and tied up. And then, like, Mortis... It's so weird. I'm, I'm like, you guys have to cover his eyes or something, right? But, like, Mortis basically wakes up. He's just like, I'm not letting you guys lock me back in prison. That's crazy. So him and Gorgon get in, like, a little tussle... And I can't tell. Did Gorgon stomp on purpose or did like he, he stomp stomped. on accident? No, he, he stomped, stomped on, on purpose. purpose to kind of like collapse the building on both of them. Yeah. So he, he was he Samson them. Yeah. He Samson them. Yeah. So he stomps the floor and it crushes the entire the building collapses on top of them. At which point Black Bolt, Medusa and Crystal arrive with Lockjaw at the lab to just like the chaos of what they've sent these people to. And first they find Morda's dead. And I was just like, boo. Yeah, I felt the same way. It's like, why did you kill? They're just like, he's dead. 
don't everybody he's off the show don't worry about him anymore yeah. and they put up another piece of rubble and they're like also gorgon's dead we've killed gorgon as well i'm just like what the fuck yeah i don't know if it's here or if it's earlier on they have the worst music and this is like it was like almost like a gray's anatomy moment just like the worst worst like easy listening sort of music playing over something like this is not effective and this is also not the show you guys are trying to do what bothers me is that bef- when gorgon's about to stomp on that girl's face he's wearing boots Oh, he's always wearing. They boots. always put boots on. What the fuck? He's he's got hoofs. I know that he has the hoofs, and then he's always putting the boots on to cover them, just because they don't want to have him wearing hooves. It's the last moment. It's your last. You we now, unbeknownst to us, it's he's the last moment for the character. Yeah. Rip off those pants. Give us those hairy goat legs, and <laughs> yeah. give us the hooves. Serious question though, he's not dead, right? They're not gonna actually kill. Oh, him. I'm I'm, oh, I God, would I say ninety percent so. sure he's not dead. Oh my God. I, I feel I like as soon as they they like he's also dead. I'm like, there's no just, way you stick. It just this. doesn't there's add no up. There's no way you guys stick to this. No, I really hope he's dead. no. They're gonna end up sticking him in the Terragenesis machine or something stupid. Or like uh, the lady Oron with her resurrection power, she'll like yeah. give her last powers to him because they want her off the show more. Yeah, it'll be something like that. The show is never gonna. It, it, well, it to your I'm point, giving it, the show even less credit now because it, it definitely didn't feel like Final. it had it, the emotional resonance that they were going for, and that sort of like. We're going to fool them into being sad because it's like, I no, know, I think man. he's going to come back. Don't you remember the name of the episode? Yeah, it was... Uh, the gentleman's name is Gorgon. Is? Emotional resonance. Is right. or was? Uh, good question. Let me go back and look. It is. Also, oh, it is. So he's alive. I mean, you're complaining that it doesn't have the emotional resonance, but at what point did any of this show have emotional resonance? When he tried to hang that uh, American flag on his wall. That was good. Yeah, I like that. He's, he's just like, I'm a college kid. I'm going to do a keg stand later. I got to get some flag on my wall. What I like is that he apparently he's been stomping moon rovers for a while, right? Because he uh, stomps in the first episode. He stomps. He a moon killed rover. Neil Armstrong. Stomped right on his head. <laughs> but they've been putting all of them in the throne room. There's a little like mantle <laughs> where there are broken. Oh, I didn't rovers. know. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, in the background. When, Wonderful. You and Rowan or whatever. Details. What makes this show so good? <laughs> world building, yeah. baby. World building. All right. Well, I mean, that about wraps it up. I, I mean, as I came to the end of this, I kind of have a new theory about what's wrong with this show. Everything. I don't think it like forgives much of it, but this must have just been like raced into production, right? It feels like it. Like this must have just been like, ha- like this must have been that guy Ike's idea. He's like, I, he's like, I'm in charge of TV. We're gonna make humans. I don't want to cancel. We it's start un- Monday. It's uncanceled. It's like you, guy who just did Iron Iron Fist. I know, I know you're writing scripts for that right now, but you need to write twelve more for this other show I'm working on. I'm realizing more and more. I'm like, it just feels like nobody was given any time to attempt to do because all the pieces are there to maybe do something, but it just feels like it's like nobody was given the opportunity to even try. So, Inhumans was officially announced in October of 2014. Okay. This is 2017. It was a, a given a release date of November 2nd, 2018. So, that was when it was a movie. Mm. So, rushed into production over three years. Well, to be no, fair, no. originally intended as a movie, and that right. sort of just collapsed. And then it was like, oh, let's redo it all as a TV show. Like, probably like 12 months later, this guy's like, I still want to do it. And then they like, we just forced it. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. All right. Um, let's get into the writings then. Mm-hmm. Let's start with you, Steve, since you seem to love it so much. Guys, I don't even know how you did not escape pod this thing after the first episode. I know you've, you're, you're, you're running out of terrible sci-fi to watch. <laughs> oh, we're definitely not. I am a man and machine apologist. I'm a man and machine maniac. And the fact that you... <laughs> the fans were called maniacs. 
Machiniacs. The fact that you escape potted that and are still watching this piece of garbage I will say baffles me. The first few episodes, well, still not good. I think we were lulled into an idea that there was some there's some fun to be had yeah. in this premise. Usually our ratings do seem to start up higher than uh then maybe they weren't just because you're like, okay, I'm in. Maybe this is okay. Right. And then, you know, as we've learned now, we're now six episodes into the pilot. All right. Uh, but Steve, yeah. um, something inhuman this way comes out of 10. What do you think? Out of 10? You know, as usual. <laughs> okay. So highlights. Can't get it 11. We had we had the, the, the golf ball scene. Yeah. Right. And Mortis. Yes. And that the hero of the episode, the drug dealer. Yes. So a point for him. Okay. And a point for the golf ball scene. Okay. Nothing for Mortis? Mortis gets a point. So we're looking for three out of ten. Three that's out of it. Ten. That's all I can give it. Three out of ten. All right. Do you want to go next, Jordan? Yeah. I'm gonna give it a little bit better than that. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Um, I think this is I'm gonna go with three point five on the first one. Now, can I just ask, uh, because I haven't heard the episodes that you guys have recorded yet. They're not out yet, obviously. Um We record in advance, everyone at home. <laughs> right, right. Well, they're out now. So go back if you haven't listened. Go back and listen to the, the obviously the first. Two yeah, episodes. go back and if you're listening to this episode now, stop. <laughs> go back and listen to the other two episodes. <laughs> well, obviously there are a few people that are just going to be tuning in because I'm back on. Oh, so, right, right. Those people. You think you draw a crowd? I draw a few the, people. The Stevie yeah, X. The numbers increase for sure. Oh, uh, that's his canon now. Stevie X. <laughs> Stevie well, X only listen to Steve episodes. People know that I'm here to promote Man and Machine. So it's those people that yeah. tuned out. <laughs> the the Machiniacs? Well, they, they stuck around. But then in subsequent episodes, Jordan bashed Man and Machine repeatedly. And I think you lost some fans. But they're going to be back now that I'm back. So. Remember when Jane was on and we had Jane Sanity? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So my question. <laughs> where, yeah, where are you going with this? My question was, what did the other episodes rate? Are they, is this a, the, like, where does I think this sit? They, this, is, this is a degradation. This is like, I, yeah. think, I think what you're seeing now is a slow degradation. So I think they started off in the sixish range. Right. Because we thought saw potential and we thought it was going to go somewhere. Okay. As the episodes came, they weren't improving. But it's, a, we, it's a bunny hill slope. We still had slope. It's just slowly sloping into a blue. So despite the confluence of storylines, this is still getting worse. I would yes, say so. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now that you know that. There might be a Christmas episode that's going to save it though. Oh, oh my I God. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I know. No joke. I would be ecstatic. Look, if RDJ shows up in the last episode, <laughs> that's another point. We're up to four. That's about it. I wouldn't put it past him. The gentleman's name is Gorgon. Stephen. Okay, so... The gentleman named Stephen. More Mortis. More Mortis, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and there's some serious potential with Mortis. So we give two points for Mortis. Okay, great. But then minus one for the worst <laughs> attempt at a coup ever. Yeah, okay. God, that's about it. There's not so where are we? We're, we're two? Like two. We're two again? Yeah. So, oh, oh, no. The gaslighting of the of the evil veterinarian girl. <laughs> back was, up to three. Was cool. <laughs> and the cops just being like, oh, we're out of here. I want to see Moondog. Where's Point for Moondog? a Moondog. So, but I think it was worse. I was angry at this episode. So I'm going to give it 2.5. 2.5. Yeah. All right. No one should watch these. No one. People at home, wherever you are, do not watch Inhumans. If people they, mostly listen to this at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. It's really sad. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 and continue that continue that gentle slope downwards. I'm strangely going to uptick very slightly. I'm going to give it a 4. Only in that like the last episode was more annoying to me than this one. Okay. But only it's it's, it's all incremental. It's right. all incremental. 
I'm a man of extremes, so I come on here and throw around eights a lot. But these are these were painful. You're coming in. You're coming in low. This so time. well, that means there's two more episodes to wrap up all these stories that everyone are desperate to know how they end. How are they? All, how are they going to end this pilot? Yeah. <laughs> It's so great. You know what's funny? I I don't know if we talked about it during the week, Luke, but you know people, it's a common thing you hear people say all the time that, you know, it's really an eight-hour movie. It's really a 16-hour movie and stuff. This actually can make the argument that this is an eight-hour movie, but in all the worst ways possible. Absolutely. It's serialized, but the worst way to do serialization. Well, no, they had had one... They had like 42 minutes of plot for every single character, but they were going to do six hours of television. (laughs) Right. So you guys expect that Gorgon is going to be alive. I think or so. Or come back to life. I would be more surprised if he didn't than if he did. So do you have any other predictions for these last two episodes? Do you see this going anywhere? Well, I said I think there'll be a Christmas episode. I think the next episode, they're just going to stop all these plot lines. Have a quick Christmas episode. They're all going to go up to the moon. They'll all be friends. They'll be like, guys, it is Christmas, so it's time to stop our fighting. Um, moon Christmas. Moon Christmas. Right. Um, it might be uh, more uh, cultural it, than religious. It might be happy number eleven up there, and that's just for Luke. And uh, and th- and that's my prediction. I know this is not going to tr- come true, but that's what I'm really hoping because if I have to watch more of uh, these scenes go nowhere, it'll be really painful. So, uh, do we expect in the last two episodes that Ewan, whatever his name is on the moon, Maximus, is going to be dethroned? Is he is he going to cliffhanger? Lose? Do you think we're going to go to a cliffhanger? I think we are going to end up with some sort of cliffhanger. But I don't entirely know. At this point in the trajectory this is going, there is no way they don't take back the moon or there's some sort of last minute. Like maybe the moon explodes. Oh, the moon's going to explode. Well, more importantly, they're going to blow up the moon. What we need to know is, did the people involved in the show at this point know they were going to be canceled? Because if so, maybe there's a way to wrap it up. But if they still thought, you know, if, if these had all gone in production before they had aired, then maybe they still it, it will end on a cliffhanger. So I, we'll we'll have to see. A, z- a zero zero chance they wrap it up. I I put I put my bet on zero. So more chance of a Christmas episode. I think Christmas episode. It's there's a higher a higher <laughs> chance of a Christmas episode. Are we gonna see Dave, Dan, and Luis again? I don't think so. No, I <sighs> maybe Louise. Louise. She has to she sure. has to get her little um. A thing up on the moon. Right. There was an well, earlier episode where she had to get this stupid thing on the moon. And so. she has an excuse. She could get to the moon. Yeah. She's got to beat the Chinese we, up there. I think we, there's a small chance we see Dave again as well. Right. I would love if she somehow smuggles Dave onto her shuttle to the moon. I mean, she did say specifically, she can just ask if people can tag along yeah. on the trip to the moon. It didn't seem like it was going to be an inconvenience for fake NASA. What was it again? NASA. 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 <laughs> that was an odd way to pronounce it. All right, I'm just curious, so I'm going to punch in where we are on the show just to see if, if we're in escape pod territory either way. I think we're going to watch both episodes, but uh, we probably would have anyway. But uh, the current rating is uh, 5.125. Pretty close. Wow. Well, is it a five? Was there a cutoff? Five. 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 Look, you're so close to the end. you got to really Yeah, I really think we have to finish through, this story. Right? I mean, like, I want to know how it all ties together. Yeah. Look, has Black Bolt spoken either? No, why? he just said, he said why? why. Oh, and one time he grunted and flipped over a police car. He grunted and flipped over. Okay, all right. Because yeah. that I would tune in to see something like that. Maybe oh, they've been saving that, their budget for that. There was that musical number he did. <laughs> and sorry, and and you think again for the last episode we're gonna find out that he got poked in the bum with a yeah. Pin? Maximus is hiding under the couch, right? And he gets poked, and that's why he screams why. It's not because he's mad at his parents. It's because he's like, whoa, why did you punch poke me in the bum? Yeah. Only time will tell. Also, the moon is going to explode. All right. That's it. Uh, you can email us at continuedrag at gmail.com. 
you can follow us on Twitter at in, at Continuum Drag for Instagram and uh, Twitter. Oof, I'm saying these all. I'm trying to get us out of this episode. We've been going too long. Uh, there'll be lots of great clips. Uh, Jordan, what are they? Um, uh, lobster hands. Crystal showing her powers. There was a hologram. Um, someone gets stabbed in the, stabbed in the eye with a knife. Uh, with a knife. That's right. pretty good. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure it, to see you as people <laughs> forgiven you. Thank you for having me. Oh, good. We're forgiven as people. As people, yes. Closure for our audience. Uh, And listener, thanks for joining us. Jordan, see you next week. There's no fat on that one. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rick Seedler. Produced by Jordan Delick and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes, Adam Wheatner, Jeff Hanley, Jane McRae, and Stephen Packard.